0: It's going to
1: be fun. Nice. All right. We are live, everybody. Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Thanks to all my YouTube subscribers. You guys are awesome. Also, we are live on the People of Comedy Facebook page. That is a great podcast network in the Chicago comedy scene, a podcast uh, that people from all around the country can enjoy. I am very pumped up for today's episode. Uh, A very old, but young, a young old friend of mine. um, who I've known for a long time now, probably over 10 years, yeah. hilarious comedian, Lindsay fucking Adams. I like your Thank little tag there.
0: So much. Hi. I'm hey. so happy to be here.
1: Good to see you. This is going to be a fun one, everyone. We um, have a main topic I want to talk about in which Lindsay has is doing a Pop-Tart tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, I had to say tournament, because
0: um, no. I, listen,
1: your video was hilarious, and maybe I'm saying it wrong, but I noticed. Oh, so Lindsay had this. Everyone go to Lindsay's Instagram. It's uh, uh well, there's two you, but check out this main one right here. I'm gonna put on the ticker there. Uh, Lindsay on Instagram bake stuff with Lindsay, but in this really funny video where you have all these Pop Tart boxes. You must have spent a fortune at Ralph's on Pop Tart boxes, uh, boxes I, of Pop Tarts, I should say.
0: I mean, they actually had a sale where it was if you get more than five, you get like a bunch of money off. So I was just like getting a shit ton so i lucked
1: out it's such a funny video so you stack them up like pyramid style and then you're just like knocking them over <laughs> in different cuts where it's like everyone you say a fucking pop-tart tournament and you're saying all this different shit and it's funny yeah. every every take's funny but i noticed you pronounce tournament tournament and i'm like is that yeah. a fucking new jersey accent or am i saying it wrong with my chicago accent of tournament Who's right, Lindsay?
0: I never really thought about it. My mom texted me. My mom texted me and goes, tournament. And I was like, I don't. And I thought I had spelled something wrong. And so, because she'll, she'll like text me if there's any spelling error anywhere. So she texted me and she was like, tournament. And I was like, I didn't fucking write tournament anywhere. What are you talking about? And that was, yeah, I don't know. I've just always said tournament. Tournament. Tournament? I've never said It's. it's
1: tur- they think like you're turning your wheel tournament.
0: Okay. It's spelled I mean,
1: like tour, that. tournament, but it's it's pronounced tournament as far as yeah. I know. What I don't
0: know it's spelled.
1: Yeah, I got you. I got you. But I wasn't sure because in my head, I'm like, I. there are a lot of words that you're I like butcher.
0: Perfect.
1: But I made a comment and people were liking my comment. So I'm like, okay, I'm right.
0: No, you weren't, you weren't alone. Everybody was like, what the fuck is this weird accent? Actually. Yeah. I, there's like random words that I just like, I don't know. I stick to it.
1: No, that's totally, I get that. And so I want to talk about, I got the bracket. I've got right here, your Pop Tart tournament bracket. So yeah. I want to go over some of the picks. We can have some fun with it. We'll pepper that in throughout. We got right. to get to know you first. Cause this is the first time you've been sure. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, also, everybody listening, we are not, I will, I'll speak on behalf of Lindsay, I suppose, on this one. We're not ignoring the problems of the world. Of course, there's some major serious shit going on. It'd be ridiculous to pretend like it wasn't. But, you know, I started this as a comedy podcast. I, I want people to laugh and have a good time and, and forget about our troubles. And, um, of course, uh, you know, let's let's arrest those officers who killed Breonna Taylor. I think that's an obvious. Um, yeah. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, and and also let's be good to each other. I you know men do we do we got to listen we got to be better and um, <laughs> what else what else uh, I want to cover all the major social issues in 30 yeah, seconds like, that way we mm-hmm. could focus on uh, on the delicious food that we're going to be talking about
0: Yeah I mean it all is intertwined it's the result of psychosis that is triggered by mass hysteria and like 2020 imploding
1: yeah, twenty twenty. Good, good God, the year that just won't quit. But it's funny though that obviously we're being a little silly with the food stuff. Do you ever mm-hmm. think to yourself the little things that people ignore, if they just had more, they wouldn't be so shitty. Like whenever I hear about these dudes who are like harassing women or being sexual creeps, I think to myself, I'm like, did they not have a cinnabon where they grow up? Why, yeah. why are they so mean? It's
0: like I, I think I like. Food stuff and like specifically like dessert stuff because it it like is de- it's definitely like very childlike and it's weirdly grounding. It's like very simple. It's just like a very simple idea is just like okay, lots of pop cards. Like great, that sounds good. Or like I'm really, I mean I'm crazy, but like if it's like I would rather buy and. This is also wasteful and privileged, but I would rather buy like five bags of chips and then just take two from one of the, like from each, then like decide on one flavor. And maybe that has nothing to do with this, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
1: know what you're saying. You're saying you're not yeah. racist because you like all dipping sauces. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like you just like got to embrace like variety. The, little, the little things. Like you said, it's just like the stupid shit that makes you feel good.
1: I definitely think that, needs to be more of a thing. I always think about the little things. I had a, obviously it was a joke tweet, but uh, a few weeks ago I tweeted because I made this discovery and it blew my mind. Yeah. I grew up, there are, there are only two dairy Queens within the city limits of Chicago. Wait, what? Exactly. I brought this up to several people. Now I looked on my map. I did my, you know, Google map or Apple map, whatever the hell the app is, and I typed in Dairy Queens nearby. And then if you spread out, it shows you like the whole all the Dairy Queens. Right. And in the within the city limits, now the suburbs have some, but within okay. the actual city limits of Chicago, there are two. They're both on the north side. One's kind of near Wrigley Field. The other's by where I grew up. I grew up, I'm not gonna say exactly where there's it's the internet, everyone, but <laughs> um and my family's still over there. Uh, but I grew up near the other one. And the one I grew up by had a drive through and it's off a very major intersection in Chicago. And I remember just being like, cause my Nicole, you know, my wife, obviously she mentioned a few weeks ago, like, Oh, let's get some Dairy Queen. I'm like, Dairy Queen. Fuck. They have a drive through. We should have been going to Dairy Queen this whole time
0: Oh my god!
1: because I was saying earlier, I'm trying to support local businesses during the whole quarantine and COVID and all these small businesses closed. But a lot of these small businesses don't have a drive through. And I can't do pickup if I've got, you know, I can't leave my kids alone. So I got to get them in the car, drive in. And then I don't want to make contact with anyone because anyone who's been listening to the podcast knows my wife works on the COVID floor. We're trying to limit my exposure because if I get it from her, we're kind of fucked as a family financially because she's making all the money right now. Uh-huh. And I can't get on unemployment because the state of Illinois is bullshit. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Uh-huh. Well, I'm having trouble. Get, I, I think I qualify, but I just, the, the computers are messed up anyway, though. Um, that was a uh-huh. long rant, but I'm like, damn it, we could have been going to Dairy Queen this whole time. Granted, not a small business, but it's definitely better than the other four or five, you know, hot eats, cool treats, Lindsay.
0: I fucking love Dairy Queen. Like, I fucking love Dairy Queen. And it's so funny you say that, and that's shocking to me because I – there was like a summer – Maybe, like when Nick and I first started dating, um so like a hundred years ago, but like he lived by the Dairy Queen um over like by Wrigley Fieldish. I think it's like Roscoe Village. Yes, maybe, yeah, so it's on I- Southport. We used to ride our bikes every day in the summer, and every day I would get a medium uh, a medium vanilla cone with rainbow sprinkles, or I would get a dip cone. And I all I fucking want is Dairy Queen. There's none in L.A.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I think the closest one is like in Barstow, California. I remember stopping on the way to like Vegas, right. I want to say. And there, So there's one, like, in the outskirts. But it's crazy. Dairy Queen is amazing. And it can't be that expensive okay. to franchise. I don't understand why there aren't more of them. Imagine if you are, look, if there are, if you're having a cookie dough blizzard, do you feel like shooting somebody afterwards? Right. Probably not.
0: You want to go to bed because it's, like, very overwhelming.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's overwhelming. It makes you happy. It makes you slow and sluggish. Yeah. I just think, <laughs> by the way, it's perfect time to drink, just, like, a four-year-old.
0: Giant diet cherry seven
1: up that I <laughs> Isn't that's the best part about being an adult is you're like, I'm just gonna drink right out of the fucking bottle. I don't give a shit. That's
0: how I feel about most of this stuff. Like, that's also like the liberation that it's like honestly, I need more therapy. But like I the, I like the idea of being like, I'm a fucking adult. If I want to drink out of the container, I will do it. And it's just like, it's very freeing. It makes you feel good.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I live with people and I still do it. They don't know it, good. but I still do it.
0: No, mm-hmm. that's fine. You don't have to tell them better.
1: Uh, I'm not going to. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's sickness going around. We should. Pro- I probably shouldn't be doing that, but it's fine.
0: Well, I mean, you're and the people you live with, I feel like that's so...
1: They're going to gonna be- get it anyway. But you know what's funny is like, my wife's a germaphobe sometimes. Yeah. There are times where I'll take a bite out of like something she's eaten and she's like, you can have the rest now. And I'm like, mm, you know, we've done a lot of stuff here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know why you weirded out by me taking a bite of your pizza. Like grow up.
0: I know. It's really like, grow the fuck up. separate rooms when I had Corona.
1: That's right. You had it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. I thought I had it yeah. because right when all the shit was going down, um i got sick out of nowhere in my feet i woke up with like 102 degree fever this was like march 13th 14th 15th that weekend right. and it was like right when the last of the shows happened because all the shows got canceled and i did a couple shows that week and i'm like i was downtown chicago maybe i, I got it from someone downtown i'm shaking hands with people at the shows who knows right and i and i don't get the flu i haven't gotten that flu flu in a decade or two and i was like well shit, i definitely have it but then i tested positive for influenza one they didn't give me the actual coronavirus test, but they were like, it's influenza or influenza A. So they're right. like, I oh, definitely have that. Um, but anyway, it was, I was after a three or three days, four days, I was better. What was it like for you?
0: Did you have any of the other symptoms? Did you have like any shortness of breath or anything like
1: that? See, I felt like I had a little, like I felt like I wasn't breathing the way I normally would. I had a bad cough. Yeah, I had the, the fever that just spiked out of nowhere. I think it was up to like one or two, five. Excuse and and just felt very fatigued. And I didn't, when I went in, the doctor said your lungs sound fine. So therefore they were like, they kind of ruled that out because my lungs sounded good.
0: Well, the doctors, what sucks is like, so I was sick right around the same time. Um, I mean like a bunch of comedians were at a wedding and it was very close quarters. And so that was like, I think a Friday or Saturday night. And I mean, I was literally like, and then a bunch of people got sick after. And the people that got sick, I was literally like standing so close. We were like breathing into each other's mouths. Like there's no, you know what I mean? like Sexy. So I know it was like very, no, but um, one of the people there who got sick, he like had gone to the doctor and and they were like, oh, we're going to test you for pneumonia because it seems like pneumonia you're probably not sick and like, you probably don't have the virus. And so he tested positive for pneumonia and they were treating him and he started to get better and he was totally isolated. And they, and he was like, can I just get a Corona test? And he, they were like, okay. And then he tested positive. And like, that's the thing is like, nobody, when I got sick, I did like a teledoc visit. And I was like, cause I had, God, I felt like I could feel it coming on in like the back of my throat and I basically I like developed a cough. Um I had a fever of like ninety-nine point eight and I had like some congestion. I but I had headaches and I was like super um tired and I had like the chills and like all of that. And but that I only had that for one night. And then I the doctor that I saw, like via teledoc or whatever, gave me this like thing Tamiflu.
1: Yeah, they give that. That's pretty common with like regular flu stuff.
0: Yeah, so they gave me Tamiflu, and my fever broke, and I didn't have. But then I had these like cold symptoms.
1: For- Real quick, how weird is it when your fever breaks? It's a, a, a weird feeling. I remember, like in the middle of the night, I woke up and I, you know, I sat in the cold. I'm like, I am soaking wet. Right, like I'm right. drenched, and that's what it's yeah. like. You just it just like all comes out of you. It's pretty gross, actually.
0: No, it's super gross. And I'm like you. I don't get the flu. Like I don't get you know. I don't get fevers and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: because we're not little pussy ass bitches, right?
0: Exactly. I don't get taken down by fucking nothing. Yeah. Then being an adult with strep throat kill me. Um, <laughs> what are you a baby?
1: Yeah. What are you first um, grade? You get it's lice true. too, you nerd.
0: You have lice. Should we? <laughs>
1: I'm thinking of strep throat and lice were like the two things that would take out a whole grade school class.
0: I know. It's I like always... you were
1: 10 years old. You get lice and you get uh, little strep throat, maybe some bronchitis, and that was like the, everyone was out of school for like two weeks.
0: For sure, for sure. Did you fake sick when you were a
1: kid? Oh, all the time. My favorite oh, movie. Okay. My favorite movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Okay, perfect. Of yeah, I, I always I would like cough when I didn't have to cough to get my throat red and then think that would fool the doctor and he was like yeah you don't have strep and I was like "Eh, eh." (laughs) like um no but I had like these lingering cold symptoms that were just like kind of off center and the whole time all the doctors were like well we don't know but probably not and nobody I couldn't get a test at that time because we it was literally the week everybody went into lockdown Yeah, it was like that weekend, like exactly what you're saying, like that weekend. And then everybody like couldn't leave their apartment. So I'm we're like in there. I'm in. Yeah, I'm like in there, like wondering what's going on. I don't like the shortness of breath thing. It happened a little bit, but I was working out the whole time. Like I had it, but I was like I was still like doing yoga and like going on that. You could function and everything. Yeah. Like it was very weird. I could function. I was tired, but I had this cough that like would not leave. And my I lost my sense of taste and smell, which was like a living nightmare for me. And it didn't come back fully until recently. Like it had stayed... Yeah, it like I it took a long time for the sense of taste to fully come back. So it like freaked me the fuck out.
1: Wait, you, you lost smell and taste? Yeah.
0: And I like weird because you're to- like
1: you you have a whole channel, a Twitch channel, everyone check it out, called Bake Stuff with Lindsay. Your whole thing is yeah. cooking and food. Obviously, you're a comedian first and foremost.
0: Right. But Man. no. And I just love, I mean, I also just like love food and I wanted to bake and I was like, fuck, I was no joke. I was eating cloves of garlic, like raw cloves of garlic. And the only thing that I could taste was like the spiciness, but like I couldn't taste the flavor at all. So I was just like chomping on raw garlic. Like I tried to like test a bunch of things. Can you
1: smell your own farts? Cause I know you enjoy that.
0: I mean, no, at all. I mean, I obviously I do, but Nick could. And that was a scary, it was a couple scary moments where I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, And he was like, what the fuck?
1: It's like, Jesus, clamp (laughs) it down.
0: He was like, are you sure? Uh, No, but um, I put my face in the garbage can. Like, I really like, was like, I just
1: couldn't. You have a cat, kitty litter? Can you smell the kitty litter?
0: No, nothing. I couldn't smell anything. Yeah, it was like, it was very weird and no doctor knew anything. And you can't blame them because it was a new thing. Yeah. Because it's like, but at the same time, it was like during the whole period where it was like, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, only wear a mask if you're sick. If you're sick, stay home, don't get a test. I actually just yesterday got a COVID test for the first time because I got the antibody test and I tested positive.
1: But even the antibody test, I've heard people say it's mixed results. People say it'll come back negative, negative, then positive. I've got, you know, my wife's a nurse. And, you know, by the way, I said that more for the podcast listeners. I know you know that. Um,
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, I've got cousins
1: who are doctors. Like a a
0: psychopath.
1: Oh, yeah. Ashley Dalton. Yeah, Dalton's wife. Dalton was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Everybody check that episode out or a month and a half ago now. Everything feels like a few weeks ago during quarantine. I I still can't believe it's June already. I'm like, wasn't it just April? What the right. fuck? It's almost the end of June. I know May just we skipped right over May. It's finally summer. I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah, it's June 23rd. Summer was two days ago. Wow. Yeah. I didn't celebrate the start of summer by doing anything. Not that I would. Who celebrates the start of summer? But you, Stand you out, think hey, I I just
0: stare into the sun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know you're living in Los Angeles, which I miss, by the way. Lindsay Dude. and I lived in L.A. together. Yeah, oh yeah. I
0: miss when you were here, and I miss you guys were in that house, and it was just so fun and so, like, barbecues
1: and all that. I do miss those barbecues. I came across a good barbecue photo, like, of a group shot. You're in it. There's, like, 15 of us. We had some fun barbecues. We had a real nice setup in that Burbank place. Yeah. I, li- I lived near you in Hollywood for a while, and then we lived in Burbank. Yeah, I miss it. I mean, we didn't move because I hated L.A. Um, right. It was just the best thing was uh, – doing you know chicago having a family and doing comedy at the same time chicago just feel like a better fit at the time right. we don't rule it out who knows we might live in la again one day we don't rule anything I mean, out.
0: maddie might want to be a child star
1: that's true my <laughs> eldest son was born in california so he has birthright to that land you weren't born in california I wasn't born in California. No. That's, that's oh. his birthright. I feel like he he's going to gonna
0: turn, he's gonna turn 10 and be like, take me home.
1: Yeah, he might. <laughs> born in a hospital in Pasadena. Uh, but yeah. So, well, can we agree on this though? Yeah. The, the best scent to lose is smell. If you're going to lose any scent smell, right. You don't want to lose their eyesight. You don't want to lose hearing.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. I actually think losing my hearing temporarily, like if it was temporary, I actually think that would be like a little bit comforting because I think I would be like, quiet. it would be quiet, but, and I, but I say that, but like, I'd probably be freaking out, but you would be so surprised how I was furious. Like the whole time I didn't, every time I didn't even want to eat because I was so mad that I couldn't taste anything. I was like, this is a waste.
1: Um
0: <laughs> and I was just like so fucking angry the whole time. I didn't realize how much joy I got from food.
1: Yeah, I mean, food's just it's international. It's universal. That's what I'm looking for. Everyone yeah. universally likes food. I'm not a foodie though. Yeah. I like food, but I don't like seek it out. I've never been someone that's like, oh, do you hear about this new restaurant? We gotta go to it. I've never Same. been that way. Um, I was a very picky eater growing up. Now I'm oh, I was the pickiest eater. I would eat, like, four different things. I'd eat, like, peanut butter and jelly, cereal, and, like, pizza and hamburgers, you know? Oh, my cheeseburger. God.
0: Of course.
1: I didn't try sushi until I moved to Los Angeles, and I moved to L.A. when I was 29. Well, i sure that
0: that was when you first tried sushi. Yeah, in
1: 2014.
0: Did you like it?
1: I liked some of it, and then yeah. some of it I didn't, but I love it now. I, I'll go to a sushi restaurant right now if I was allowed in one. I don't oh, think they're yeah. open. But yeah, so I really... Like, expanded my horizon when it comes to food. Nicole, not so much. I'm still like, she still eats like a, a eight year old. Um, I love it. And she knows it, but I definitely, I'm more willing to be like, yeah, I'll give it a try. Why not? Or she'll just look sure. at it and be like, no, I don't want to even, she won't even taste it.
0: She's sure about it. Yeah. I, uh, my parents raised me, my parents were like hippies, like old hippies that like thought they like knew their shit and like, They wanted to raise me like all, my sister and I like all organic, no preservatives. Like we would go to like the health food stores before there was like a Whole Foods and stuff like that. And like, it was all gross. Like when you're, when you're a kid, that's not what you, you're like looking at commercials of like Lucky Charms. And then I go home and it's like fucking Odie oats or some stupid shit uh and i was so i like was always really like hype on trying to get like the cool packaged good shit so when i would go to my friends houses i would like eat like four bowls of cereal and like just like eat everything in their pantry i was also super fat so like everybody was like what the fuck is wrong with her but um
1: that reminds me real quick i have a friend who had the best food, he always had the best lunches that his mom would make, or I would just pay for like the school lunch. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I was always a little jealous of him, I guess for that. We would go to his house and he had like a, I knew where like the brownies were and all the good yeah. shit. So we'd be playing like in the backyard and I'd be like, oh, I gotta go take a piss. And I would go and then I would like pocket food, I would yes. pocket snacks. And then yeah. I'd, like on the walk home, I would eat them or I would like save them for later. All the time. I was He probably got in so much trouble. His parents being like, I just bought this fucking box of Little Debbie. And there's two left. God damn it, Chris. You know, it's probably.
0: No, 100%. I did the same thing. I would like put, I would like hide bags of chips under my shirt and like stuff like that. But like. There's a
1: female advantage. Putting stuff yeah, under the shirt.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I would just like, I would be like, oh, I don't know. Um, but that like made me even more like obsessed with the idea of like all of these like childhood snacks. I just like could never have. I mean, literally it was like my sister's 14th birthday. She asked for a Twinkie. <laughs> That's like, like the saddest shit I've ever heard. How mortifying. Like we Did would- she get answer.
1: the Twinkie?
0: She got the Twinkie, but also okay. she's lame, mm-hmm. but like, um, I mean, she sucks, so it's like, that's also on her, but... um you track
1: along with your sister?
0: No. Should I, her, I, should I
1: send her a link to this?
0: No. I mean, she doesn't watch anything I do without criticism anyway, or, like, in general. She'll watch something and then be like, uh and then be like, yeah, I, like, turned it on and I was into it for a second and then you said some stuff and I hated it. And I'm like,
1: and if she's older or younger.
0: She's older, but she's like a very different person. She's like, she is very good at what she does, but she's just like, I mean, she just sucks sometimes. So.
1: Oh, that's family.
0: Yeah. She asked for a Twinkie. She's a loser.
1: Um,
0: But no. She, and, and
1: well, people know you grew up in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. I'm just brushing my hair as if nobody. I, yeah,
1: I'm so. Sub- I know. I'm surprised that I didn't know your parents were like hippie-ish. Because, well, now it makes sense because you had a rebellious youth.
0: Yeah, and I, that
1: I I made a note of this. Typically, I don't make notes going into a podcast because I like to just yeah. the conversation, you know. But you and and have my favorite and Nicole, my wife's favorite, uh, TBTS. Your throwback oh Thursdays are the fucking best. They're hilarious. Yeah. The captions God. are so damn funny. Look at this, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. jersey shore as fuck it's gross you got it's the orange tan the self tanner that you probably rubbed on your friend here looks like she yeah. what is she up to these days i hope she's okay
0: i actually think she lives in la i think and she's like got her life together now well, i think i was a bad influence on her but i was like I think that was actually in Chicago. In Chicago, I worked at a tanning salon, and I would just take naps in the beds.
1: And like... Really? How old are you in this?
0: I think I'm maybe like 19, 18.
1: You live in Chicago when you're that young? I thought you would move to like your early 20s.
0: No, I went to school in Chicago.
1: That's right. Columbia.
0: Columbia. So, no, but I was like a full orange monster forever. But yeah, like it was very much like my parents... It was very different from my parents. My parents were just like, I don't know, like intellectuals or whatever. And like, I, it was. Just-
1: <laughs> I loved, real quick, there's no better way to say intellectuals than to do quotes, it's which I don't think was necessary, and then say, or whatever. They like read. Books an intellectual.
0: My dad wrote poetry. Like, give me a break. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just like, the, yeah, they were great. I love it. But.
1: What do they think of your stand-up? Have they uh, heard it? Oh
0: my god! I mean, my dad. I mean, my dad passed like like eight years ago or something like that. But he didn't really care. I think he was like proud of me for doing it. But I was like very early on in stand-up ish. I was only like maybe a year and a half in or something like that. So he like didn't care. My mom came to see me a couple times. My mom at first, no reaction. Um, And then the second time she saw me was at like the improv and I think that like got her excited. But other than that, she has a lot of holes to poke in all my jokes uh, about what's true and what's not. She's like fucking annoying, she's a know-it-all. She's the one that goes, well, I mean, you said this, but uh, that's not true.
1: Yeah, I think some people who've known you, I've had this trouble with not just family, not trouble, because I think they mean well, right? Yeah. Um, but also with friends who have known me for a long time. As comedians, even like, I feel like you and I are pretty truthful on stage, I guess. Sure. We talk about what's going on with our lives. But every comedian, will, you exaggerate to an effect. Right. You have to embellish a little bit, you or you make up something, or yeah. something's something's based on a reality. Right. And from that reality you like extrapolate more from it. Yeah. You know, or you go for the ridiculous or you go for the absurd or and then there are people who know you are like I don't. I don't like that you said that. And it's like it's. Well, I didn't do it. It's not real. And do you know right. who did like it? Do you know who did like it? The whole fucking audience of people. Half they of liked it. it because they were able to suspend reality for a little bit and uh, and and believe what the fuck I was. Saying. You know that just. Hold sorry, I got, I got pissed off for you on that one.
0: No, no, no. I mean, it's fine. It's like, but it's like, you know, if I'm like telling a joke that's supposed to be in the voice of my inner dialogue of like what I wish I did or like whatever, but I'm telling it as if I did that, my mom will be like, that never happened though. And I'm like, mom, it's an internal reaction I made external. (laughs) Like,
1: it's, it's how you take an inside joke and make it an outside joke. Yeah. Know?
0: So it's like, it's fine. But she, yeah, she's like fine about my stand up. But I just, I like love blaming her for being like deeply, deeply uh, consumer packaged goods deprived. I had, we had no pantry that was like full of hot snacks like all of my friends.
1: So. Well, you know, maybe if there was a few more bags of Doritos lying around the house, you wouldn't have turned to hard drugs at 15.
0: <laughs> I mean...
1: What's I the... Cra- do you mind I me asking, um, what's the craziest drug you did as a teenager? Because you, you did a few, right?
0: I did, but I, I also... You were more
1: left. drinker, right?
0: I, yeah, I blacked out a lot. And so, like, when I blacked out, I would do everything in front of me. So there's, like, a bunch of nights that I know I was places where people were like doing coke or like stuff like that. And I like don't remember, but I know that I was like a garbage monster when it came to drugs and would just be like, what is
1: that
0: like so. I don't know. I It really was like m- a lot of just like drinking. And I drank Robitussin all the time. Um, I was like a, a trash. Like, well, no,
1: You I, never got strep throat growing up. You were like, you know, you had a built-in system to it.
0: I know. I would just drink bottles of Robitussin. And it makes you like trip balls. Really? And, yes. It's like it makes you trip balls. You're not like – That's what lean is, you know, like the drink they talk about in the South lean. It's like it's alcohol mixed with um, mixed with like a little bit of cough syrup. But like so if you mix in a little bit, it's like one thing it it doesn't mix with alcohol. Well, like it gives you like an effect or whatever. And that's the thing. But I would just drink bottles of it and I would like be tripping so hard.
1: The South does weird shit, though. Doesn't the South do butt chugging? Yeah. So they like put like and and did you know there was a time in which high school girls were dipping their tampons yes. in like vodka?
0: Yes, yeah. That's Who like, comes
1: up with this shit? You know,
0: I would have done it though. Like I would if that was something that people were doing. I tried everything, so I was just like such a living.
1: Night. I was a drinker in high school. I was a pretty big drinker in high school. Were you?
0: School. Were you ever drunk in school?
1: Um. I don't know if I was drunk. I know we had maybe a maybe one senior year we were probably drunk during during like school, but yeah. I feel like that was like a parking lot situation where we were mm-hmm. you know we were drunk from the night before and showed up one time and, th- and this is a true story. I told people this and they're like, "That's a scene. That should be a scene in a movie." Yeah, we were like the night before we all got drunk. This was senior year, and um, the next fr- it was like a Thursday because I think senior we get fucked up on Thursdays, yeah. and then um, the Friday at school. I had like the beer shits real bad, you know? Yeah. So I go into the one, like the, everyone went, use this one bathroom, was like the best shitting bathroom. Right. Uh, And I just, you know, had to go in. There's four stalls. I went in there and just fucking dropped, you know, pants and just hit that toilet. It wasn't like dumb and dumber, like, ah, you know, but it was. it was, it, It made some sounds, right? And it made some noise. Some music was playing. And I could hear like another guy grunt, like another man in the next thing. And by that grunt, I'm like, Wait a minute. And I'm like, Duffy? And it was my friend Duffy. I just knew from his, but, uh, this sound, And he's like, Gallon, And then I hear, no fucking way. I thought of a third one. And it was our buddy Dank. And he was like, get the fuck out of here. And then Gamboni's like, this is unreal. And we're like, holy shit. It was like all four yeah.
0: of
1: us were shitting simultaneously at the same time when all four of us had been together drinking the night before. And the guys I named, um, two of them stood up in my wedding, Dank and Duffy he was there. Didn't make the cut to stand up. Love the guy though. Oh. He actually hasn't had a legal drink in his life. He quit drinking when he was 20 wow. and started started AA when he was 20. I, I don't think you would mind me saying this cuz I admire the hell out of the guy. The guy has, the, has the, his shit together more than any adult I know, especially with my high school friends. Love you guys, but you know, we're <laughs> we're, we're a little we're, we're a little messy. And um and yeah, but I also I learned stuff about AA kind of through him because my mom was moving apartments and I hit him up going, Hey, you mind helping he had a truck? He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And we're yeah. like, who the fuck is eager to help someone move? Yeah. And then, like, you know, I stopped by his house and his mom was like, thanks for keeping his mind on other things. And I'm like, the fuck are you oh. talking about? I had no idea. I'm like, why are yeah. you? Okay. Why are you talking about your son? Like he just went through a breakup. I was like, Pat, were you dating someone? Why is what's going on? And then I found out that one of the things they tell people when they first quit drinking is to stay as busy as possible. With yeah. them. Did you go through AA?
0: Yeah. Specifically helping other people, which like carries through, honestly. It's like if you get out of your own head, mm-hmm. then um then like you end up being better off. Yeah. No, I go to AA. I still go. Years and years. That's great. Day.
1: I respect the hollow that. That's good for you. Now I started this podcast. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the name is now just the Joe Killgallon podcast. Right. I, I was originally calling it Kill Gallons Pub. I, know, I saw. Yeah. And the reason was I just like the type of conversations people have in a bar. Yeah. You know, the same sure. conversations we'd have at the comedy club or whatever, because it could go from like deep or it could be like silly as shit or just weird right. or you're talking about Pop-Tarts, you're talking about shit in the bathroom, fun right. stuff. And, you know, so I'm like, oh, that's like a cool vehicle. We can have some drinks and do it that way. And then I had friends who don't drink like you or Kristen Toomey. She's a comic wow. that's been on. She doesn't drink. Cole Cabana. Um, he doesn't drink. So I, I've told people, I'm like, I don't want the podcast to be like pushing alcoholism. Right. But, you know, it's it's more of like, I always tell people I'm um, I'm like culturally Catholic. I don't practice. I don't go to church. But I yeah. do like some of the aspects of getting together and having some drinks with people.
0: Yeah, so yeah, but I understand people. I will fuck up a mocktail. Are you kidding me?
1: What are you a strawberry daiquiri? What's your what's your favorite non-alcoholic? I
0: mean, I go and get a a virgin Moscow mule, and the bartender looks at me and goes, "Do you just want ginger ale?" (laughs) (laughs)
1: i was trying to think what the fuck is it a virgin yeah because some of them if you take the alcohol out it's just a regular drink
0: well some bars like actually have like real ginger and shit that they put in it and then that makes me like excited but i mean la is so like sober people friendly there's ginger beer at every bar and like all of that shit so it's like doesn't really matter
1: yeah, I look. I mean, obviously, I like to drink, but it's not for everybody, and I have respect for the people who recognize that. And they're like, "I'm going to make a change," and, and uh-huh. that's awesome. You know what I mean? You got to start with the, the the woman in the mirror. I know? mean, not to quote yeah. Michael Jackson, but I mean, it's well, good.
0: Quote Michael Jackson.
1: Are you are we allowed to quote Michael Jackson, even though like you know you he's you're not a good guy. I don't, I don't know how things work now.
0: I, you know. It was so funny because, like, actually today I had, like, a Michael Jackson memory because I remember being in, like, the house I grew up in and, like, when the music video for Black or White came out, I just remember dancing so hard in my – in what we called, like, the playroom or whatever. But I was (laughs) older. And I don't know why. I always – it always, like, sticks in my brain and I'm like, damn, I mean – That
1: was a big deal. People forget how big a deal Michael Jackson was at that time. I want to say that was like 91, 93 area, 92 maybe. Mm -hmm. And it was, that was on Fox. I remember watching it too. 30 million people probably watched that. It was on national TV for a new music video. I mean, as big as like Beyonce or Taylor Swift are now, their new music video isn't on network television in primetime. It's just not
0: right it was such a huge fucking deal so yeah and then i was like well i don't really know what to do with that memory now so i guess i'll just trash it i don't
1: (laughs) i don't know i've been i've been conflicted on it i had a podcast right when that documentary uh what finding neverland i think it was called when that came out i did a podcast with my friend herb lawrence who is an executive producer on the score which is a sports radio station here in chicago and i Hey, I'm back.
0: I'm wow, here. what happened?
1: I'll tell you exactly what happened. I had a fucking like, eyelash on my mouse pad, and I went yeah. to wipe it away, and I totally... Shut left, it down. I left the fucking uh, studio, everybody. I
0: mean, look, I handled it. Don't even worry about it. Did
1: you, did you take over for me?
0: I took over. I was like, welcome to Kill Gallons, not pub.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Unpub. pub. Anyway, what a sensitive little mouse pad. I just went like this in the fucking because it was a hair that was like I thought it was an eyelash. I think it was longer than that yeah, was yeah. an Eyebrow. I had. Do you ever just see a little thing there and you're like, I can't live with that. There, I got to get rid of it, and that's what happened there. Anyway, right. I mentioned um, my friend her because I was glad that I had on a guy. Look, there are certain things as a white dude, you're glad you're talking to a black guy, right? Right. And I just felt like, hey, what do you think with the whole we got to get rid of Michael Jackson thing? You yeah. Know? And I'm. Um, let's see. People were afraid. People were afraid. People were like, "Hey, where'd you go? Look at this. Him as fuck, dude. I'm back, buddy. I'm back. What? Yeah, I show, uh, show, um. I can show comments to Ron Grant. We have two Dairy did. Queens, but they stopped serving wet walnuts. Damn it, dude. That is fuck. what
0: the fucker wet walnuts are. These older comments.
1: Uh yeah. They're from when we we're talking about Dairy Queen. So I just wanted to give those people a shout out. Now that we're coming back into it,
0: we could put the comments up. I want to know what the fuck people are saying about me. Um, let's
1: see. Is there anything about you? No, all the comments were about Dairy Queen, pretty much. Nobody said anything right. specific about you. Sorry. I got
0: a haircut for nothing.
1: What do you guys think of Lindsay's haircut?
0: Yeah, a a plus. Like, what are we doing?
1: <laughs> you looked into um. it like fucking. You know, what you reminded me of like Andrew Keegan in um, Ten Things I Hate About You. You kind of gave like a. What's up? I'm too cool for this school look. But I was going to say this. I was talking to him about it and I'm like, dude, can we not like Michael Jackson now because of this fucking HBO documentary? What killed me about that was everyone knew those allegations for like 20 years or something. Yeah. HBO makes a doc and all of a sudden we have to be like, no, nah, he's done. We can't listen to him anymore. I don't care who the fuck you are. If Billie Jean comes on... Thank you, Ron. There you go. If Billie Jean comes on, you are toe-tapping. And it makes me think... You yeah. have to, it's just too that song, you hit it and you're just like, you can't not move a little bit. And Noel Gallagher, lead singer or not lead singer, but songwriter for the band Oasis. He's funny, but kind of a dick. Um, he once said something, cause he was talking about, I think it was about Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and someone's like, oh, you can't like Michael Jackson anymore. And he's like, why? And they're like, well, cause he, you know, molested kids. And he's like, okay, but the album Thriller didn't molest any children. <laughs> he did. <laughs> you know, and it made me laugh my ass off. And I'm like, you know what? That is a like. There's that argument. Can you separate the art from the artist? Part of me is like, also you can make this case. He made Thriller when he was 23. His yeah. first album Off the Wall. He was like 20. And all the Jackson Five stuff. I think even if you're a super like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to use the word like social justice works. I feel like that gets overused. Right. But even if you're like die hard, I'm you know pure as fuck. You could listen to those albums because I don't think he was molesting until like later on.
0: I mean, he's also dead and true
1: too.
0: um, he's no longer profiting from anybody listening. It's really, it's such a hard call because it's like you compare it to someone like R. Kelly who just like, he's like a very, it's hard to like be like, this predator's worse than this predator. But like, also R. Kelly is like, I mean, he's still alive, and so he could still, like pot- – he's still potentially profiting when, like, Remix to Ignition comes on my Spotify. I, like, have to be like, no. Yeah. You know? I just, like – because su- it sucks. But, like, in that sense, I'm like, I get you can't separate the art from the artist, but I, I am happy to take money out of their pocket. You know what I mean? If, it- if they're a shitty person, like –
1: yeah, I, it's very tough. Eric Smith just asked, was he found guilty, though? Are you asking about Michael Jackson? I don't think so. I think everything was settled out of court with Michael Jackson. I'm a big Michael Jackson fan, so maybe it was my own younger self of sticking up. Because through the years, I would stick up for him by saying that all the people who accused him came from families that would slip in a grocery store And then surveillance would find out that they dumped the diet seven up cherry all over the floor and then slipped in and fake broke their shoulder or whatever. So there was a pattern of that stuff. Because think about if you're a parent and the king of pop goes, hey, could your nine year old spend the night? And you're like, "Fuck yeah, you're there might be something wrong with you as well. Um, I
0: don't disagree with that. I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. I just like I don't know much. I didn't watch Finding Neverland. So neither. I think like Michael Jackson's early music is like prolific you know what i mean like it's so and it's it's just like it's
1: it's even incredible. some of the later stuff Yeah,
0: it's it's very fucking – I mean, it can be very fucking good, and it can be, like, very sad that, like, I can no longer support this person. But, like, I don't even really have an opinion on that. You know what I mean? No, I I
1: get that. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot with it. Oh, no, um,
0: you're fine. You're fine. I know. I've, like, talked about it in circles because it's hard to tell. And it's, like, now with, like, all the comics that are, like, getting – it's also like that kind of thing. It's like everybody knows and then they like everybody's been talking about it for years and then they get called out and it's like, "Oh, wow, that's so weird. Well, Ron Jeremy's not a comic, but like Ron Jeremy just got like a bunch of sexual assault allegations about him and they're like, "No way. Never saw it coming." You know?
1: Oh, but they meant they did see it coming?
0: Yeah, like I
1: saw like- that one where I I didn't read the not to cut you off. Sorry about that. I didn't mean I didn't read the Ron Jeremy thing I just saw like in a tweet I yeah. you know I don't have time to click on everything and it's 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 about power with the guy if, if he if it's true and I, you know I, I believe the women um because why would if you're gonna lie and say anyone did something to you why would you just pick Ron Jeremy you know oh, also- um,
0: Here's my thing really quickly. This is like my biggest thing for when people are like, she's lying. And it's like, they always say that when it's something that's like really vague and specific when they're it's like, he breathed like in my ear, and then he like licked my neck. And it's like, if you were trying to take a man down, you would just straight up be like, he fucking raped me. And that would be the end of you be like, he forced me to have sex. The end. You wouldn't like Talk about like some weird ear-licking fucking bullshit. You would just straight up go for the kill. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Anyway, in the only and look, 90 I think someone did like a study on it. I think like 97-98% of the accusations turn out to be true, you yeah. know? And um, which is an insanely yeah, that's an A plus for all you people wondering what that grade would be. And the two percent that turn out to be not true for whatever reason, you know, whatever. Um, it's usually only one allegation. So right. pe- people have to realize if someone has like nine allegations against them, they probably fucking did it. Yeah, And even if they didn't, They're still probably a huge piece of shit because why would nine people get together and conspire against you if you didn't suck ass at something, you know?
0: Totally. Well, it's like, that's not like a fun path. Like, that's not like a fun hobby. I feel like sometimes men on the internet talk about it in this way where they're like, oh, well, she's just piling on. And it's like, do you think this is like a hangout? Like, like, do you think it's like, oh my God, what a fucking cool trend. Let me jump on. Like, no. Yeah.
1: That's well, the not- internet doesn't allow for nuance. The internet doesn't allow for conversation. Yeah. Because if it did allow for conversation, and and dudes, we need to. I have to remind myself this, especially with a lot of stuff going on lately. I'll mention Cristalia. I you oh, know I lived boy. in LA. I lived in LA from 2014 to 20 halfway into 2017. I think like May of 2017. So I was there for like three and a half years. I had met him a handful of times. Good dude, every single time. I remember specifically the first time I met him, it was like my first week or two in LA and it was my first time going to the comedy store to like hang out. And, um, Jesus Treo, who's a great dude. I was talking to him and Chris had just been like, Chris asked him a question cause he was walking by and, um, you Know as he was answering, he's like, Oh, by the way, it's Joe Kilgown, just moved your comic, just moved here from Chicago. And he's like, Oh, Chicago, cool, man. What clubs do you you work there? I go, oh, I know Zane's laughing. You know, it was like he he was yeah. the back and forth for a good 10 minutes. He wasn't looking over his shoulder at the more famous people walking by. He was he seemed like like a legit dude. But that being said, I'm a guy. These mm-hmm. dudes who do shitty things to women usually hide it from other dudes. Yeah. So if you're a guy going, Oh, he's always been good to me. That doesn't mean shit. That means he could be yeah. b- evil and bad to someone else. And on the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the internet, you have to also understand when someone's good friends with someone and they're all of a sudden trending on Twitter for doing horrific shit, you got to give them a second to process yeah. it. I saw yeah. people, Winnie Cummings did come out and make a statement but I remember seeing people just trash and they're going "Oh, Whitney sound. Where the fuck is Whitney? It's like, they've been fucking good friends for a decade. Well, yeah, I, mean, I would we- rather someone have someone's back for a little bit and then later have to be like, I was wrong. than to just throw their friend on the bus immediately. Like you got to give them a minute. Come on. Like, like, Lindsay, think about one of your best friends. If they turn out to be a piece of shit, I'm sure you would oh, shut the right. fuck up for a couple of days. You might later yeah. say something, but you it takes time to process. I'm sorry. I was I, I went over what you said.
0: No, no, you're fine. It's like, I, 100%. I always think about that. People want, like, an immediate response. And it's like, people knew, like... Is i I feel like women have like good intuition, but then like men I think like you have
1: to, it's instinctual, right?
0: Yeah, it's like a protective a survival
1: thing. thing, yeah, over the he years. It really
0: came off to me as like real gross because most of the time when I saw him, he was like zeroed in focused on like young girls hanging off of him outside the comedy store. And he just seemed like very focused on that. I've dated those kinds of guys. I hooked up with those guys. But I was 18 for like four years in high school. So when I was like 14 through 17, that's three years. But you know what I mean? Like, so I get it. I I feel like I can like spot that kind of dude because that was the kind of dude where like I would have been one of those 17-year-old girls that was like, yeah, let's do this. And like not – Connected the dots, um, and then been in a room and been like, "Oh, what? This is horrible." But anyway, hey, Lindsay, hey Lindsay, what?
1: The last seventeen-year-old girl I hit on is sleeping upstairs. Hell yeah! <laughs> Sorry, so oh, yeah. Thought of that because she walked up with laundry. I'm I'm in my basement, and the staircase is like behind the computer. So anyway, oh, she, cool. she just walked up. I should have told her. I should be like, "Hey, come wave to Lindsay," but she'll probably be like, "I'm." tired. Like anyway.
0: Handling COVID. Um, No, I like you uh, can
1: them though. I feel like there's a good intuition that
0: there um, is. but I will say this, those kinds of guys also make a point to have women their own age. So it's like the, where people should be worried is like, I mean, and this is a gross generalization, but it's like he had all these peers that he was like very like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then this like revolving door of like little baby fans that nobody was like, oh, maybe that's a weird power dynamic. Because I think like in L.A., we're just like, yeah, you fuck your fans. But like it gets dicey you know what i mean i think like that's gonna start to have to be behavior where it's like like if i have a friend my age like if i like there's been comedians that have been like i just started fucking this 20 year old i like absolutely want to talk to them about it not even like a judgy way but i'm just like why how like is it fun what are your thoughts like unpack this
1: (laughs) is it fun um I, i imagine it'd be fun maybe for them otherwise why would they do it
0: yeah, I mean, but I'm also just like, where's your brain going? Because some of these guys will be like, I want a relationship. And then oh, I
1: forgot. Real quick, another, i missed a comment.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I really oh. needed it.
1: Sorry, him as, him f as fuck, right? That's as fuck. Mm-hmm. I like as fuck. Um, that's one of my favorite expressions. I used to say as fuck before other okay. people said it. But I had a couple, oh. I had a couple slangs that I said before they took off. And I felt oh, like okay. I never got credit. Oh, I used to say, I said, you know, I'm. I used to say, this is fuck or that is fuck or I'm tough as fuck or she's yeah. hot as fuck. I would say as fuck all the time, like in 2008. And by the way, it sounds braggadocious, but there are some things I was right on. I used to write blogs, Lindsay. I don't know if you know this, but in 2013, fuck. in 20, it's on, they're on my website. If you go to JoeKillgallon.com and scroll all the way to the bottom, like on the main page, I had some blogs, and one was called the hell was it called? I think it was called shared stupidity. And I ta- I called it that because everyone on, Face- wow. yeah, everyone on Facebook was sharing these fake news websites. And yeah. I call, I say fake news in there. I go, this isn't real. Like it's from some bullshit Facebook page that made a website. So therefore the link comes off as like, Oh, you're sharing something official. The headline's there. And I'm just like, it's they're lies. It's propaganda. And now everyone, the last three, four years is fake news, fake news, fake news. I'm like, I was talking about this shit in 2013. Yeah. Where's my credit? Damn it! You know, but yeah, in, fucking. I digress.
0: Trump, talk to Trump.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he fucking he probably has that copyrighted. I wouldn't be surprised. That's Some gross. people get chicked. like LeBron James. who I'm a fan of. He tried to copyright Taco Tuesday. It's like, dude. No. He, he, they said no. You didn't make this up because on his Instagram, he like it's Taco Tuesday in his house, and he literally tried to trademark that.
0: Come that's on. really uh, upsetting.
1: That's, that's that is upsetting because like, where the fuck have you been? You thought you thought oh, you could coin good. that phrase?
0: It's just like a weird, I'm just like, what? you like, you like, you need the money. Yeah. Um, not but I,
1: I want to backtrack a little bit to the whole yeah. dating younger people thing. We forget as comedians, there are so many people, especially male comedians, that weren't successful with women at all. They were just like these like loner types that didn't have a lot of regular male friends even. Right. So then they get into this world where people admire them for something. And as a comedian, I'll, I'll tell you when women will just come up to you after a show. And yeah. um, and this is where there is a difference between male and female comedians. Because my female comedian friends have always told me, oh, that doesn't really happen for us. And if they do come up to us, it's usually like, get the fuck away from me, you know? Right, exactly. And yeah, it's not, you know. I've seen, there are comedian friends of ours who on a one to 10, we wouldn't rank higher than a four. And I've seen them bang 10s.
0: Oh, I've and seen-
1: And 10 went up to them.
0: it it boggles my mind when I like watch girls throw themselves at these people. And I'm like, you know, he like shit his pants in his twenties. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, you know, this like man is like a child, right. And everyone, but that's part of like the problem and the illusion. I mean, it's a much bigger problem than just like, you know, women and men in comedy is like a great, like microcosm of like a place where there's no HR department and it's completely lawless. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas like in other, there's there's set dynamics that are supposed to be respected in other industries for the most part, you know what I mean? Like even like actor director and stuff like that. But with comedy, everybody's like, first of all, nobody knows everyone thinks they're not successful so it's like louis DK, like not realizing that like oh i have a po- i have power over people and it's like you're a fucking idiot like you're dumb you're loaded yeah of course you have power so yeah. nobody knows that so they're just abusing their power subconsciously like they just don't realize it i mean i'm giving people a lot of credit to say they don't realize it but It's a much bigger thing because it does dive into, like, people who you see having, like, serial, like, issues with women, but you can't really, like, pinpoint it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I'm always fascinated by like the why and what like made it go that way. Like whenever I hear about famous people who turn out to be bad and there are degrees to this shit, obviously, you know, we sure. don't want to lump everyone together. That was a mistake. I thought not a mistake. Cause I don't know who made it. I think it was just what happens on like social media. I think that's like, there's no nuance. Like I was saying before, you know, Al Franken, I remember seeing like a headline oh God, that I said, know. it said Harvey Weinstein, um, some other name, Al Franken. And I'm like, how the fuck, L. Franken didn't, you know, I said he was Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, L. Franken. I'm like, El Franken took dumb pictures in which he was pretending to fe- feel up a sleeping person. Right. Right? Like, that was, like, his big thing. The other yeah. allegation was uh, someone that the Republican Party paid. So he had two. And to lump him with the guy who raped 20 women, that's fucking, that's stupid. Yeah, like I, don't, I don't know anyone with a sen- like a brain who would be like, "Oh yeah, of course they're in the same camp." No, you like you want like there's different sentencing for different crimes, I should say. Yeah, um, so that's why I could see why some people get a little bit where they're like, "Well, what the fuck? How how are you gonna like with the Joey Diaz stuff?" And uh, Joey Diaz, I follow him on Instagram. I did shows with him in LA too. I encourage people to watch the video he posts on Instagram where he explains shit. The guy owns up to it. He's like, "Yeah, I was a fucking- like the story's 23 years old told 10 years ago and you know like i he had a funny line in it that i think a lot of people should at least appreciate from a sincerity point of view in which he was like there's no allegations here i told you motherfuckers this is information that i gave you like no i don't like how people are saying the allegations against me no i told you we were coked up fucking insane people and she said i'll suck your dick for stage time And i said sure You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't say, like I jokingly said it happened all the time. It didn't happen all the time. And he said, this woman, by the way, I talked to her a few years ago, three kids married, happy, very successful in another career. I don't know what, not that it all matters, but he, what he said was stupid because there is a power dynamics there and he shouldn't make it seem like it's a cool thing to do to, you know, treat people like shit that are beneath you and all that kind of stuff. I think his point was that like, and it is a little unfair on podcast because you could take stuff out of context yeah, I mean, I've done 100 and, this is episode 104 the average episode's is maybe an hour and 15, hour and a half, so what is that? Almost fucking close to 150 hours of me talking, I'm yeah. sure I've said some really stupid shit um, sure. I think it's important for people to know like where your heart is I
0: think this too, but at the same time, when I watched that clip, it like shook me for a couple different reasons. One is like I think women feel that dynamic of where they have to like offer something in order to get on a show or stage time or just like respect. And I think that also like specifically at the comedy store, it has such like a toxic masculine vibe, which sounds so stupid, but like women literally have to like, be like, okay, we're all going to go together because it's like creep city. And those are the guys at the top of the pyramid. Like those are the guys that are like running the ship essentially. And they're the ones that are like, then being like, Oh yeah, we actually like, that's like a woman in comedy's worst nightmare is like the idea that like you like a comic would see you and be like, Oh like, yeah, sure, suck my dick. And then laugh at, like, he said, like, gross stuff after. So, it was like, I don't care. It was, like, 20 years ago. I I would – it was gross, and it, like, upset me, I think, because he has so many fans that were like, yeah, that's okay to treat people
1: like that. Yeah, that's not okay. And, and the clip itself <laughs> is, is – uh, yeah, I, I wasn't saying, like, oh, the clip's fine. The clip no, clearly know. isn't fine. I just was like – I just think if people would watch what he – I give him credit, I should say, um, not for any of that shit. Yeah. But the video he posted yesterday, I was like, I'm curious. I'm going to watch this. Um, I, I, it wasn't, you know, there are too many bullshit apologies I see now where someone yeah. apologizes for something and, and instead of just owning it, it's like 4,000 different like deflections. I feel yeah. like he, I feel like he called himself. Yeah. It was a piece of shit back then. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking shit on a podcast, and you're trying to be like over, you know, and, and yeah, that obviously sounds like I'm over explaining what he was saying, but no, I, right. you know, but yeah, exactly. That I, I, um, you're right. The, what he's that idea and that dynamic, that old Hollywood trope of like, oh, she, fucked her way to the top. Like that right. uh, that would be a, a I can imagine that being a worst nightmare scenario. But I,
0: but I also think that that's something that like maybe only is like kind of insular to the comedy world. Like I think on the outside it's like what is this what's the issue? Like he told this funny story about a girl sucking is like I get how on the outside that's like I think it affected me more as a comedian versus like just because of like being in those dynamics and then I think it also like I mean I think it just like the way people respond to things and he just like was straight up like initially just like fuck you and like engaging all his fans in that and it's just like you should have just said you were a piece of shit then like if he had led with that then it would have been like
1: that's oh, true. It's, I don't think he's that guy, though. Like, you know, it would have been because the idea like he's like, you can't fucking cancel me. I'm not going anywhere. That was like his thing. And I don't know if I look, there are some people who do want to cancel people. Otherwise, they wouldn't use the word cancel. The right. word cancel came up. That, that bothers me a little bit because people be like cancel culture isn't real. You could say consequences aren't real. Cancel culture is real. It is real. That's it is so thing. real. And, and people will tweet so-and-so. It, it was Jimmy Kimmel, hashtag cancel Kimmel I saw was trending. I so clearly it's a thing. Ron Grant added, um, no one wants to talk about men who are sexually abused by women in charge. I mean, th- th- that happens, Ron. You're not wrong. Sure. That fucking happens. But to a way lesser extent. And, and I think there's a time and a place for everyone's gripes about how to make society better. But right now, I feel like women have been... Um, treated like shit for way too fucking long and the dudes who have control over that have been looking the other way and I'm sure I've been guilty of it. I know I probably have should have told a friend, "Hey, shut the fuck up when I they mean, say I stupid shit."
0: Stuff. I should have said more for sure. I mean, like I I think like, you know, part of you like goes into survival mode and you're like, "I'm not going to like be that person." But like I think it, yeah, it's, I feel like we all have to kind of be that person, but there does have to be a nuance eventually to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to call people out, but I don't want to like be cancel culture.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like, I get on, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like, i it sounds weird, but I feel like it's almost like too much empathy on my end in a weird way. No, I get it. It's not it. like, you know, it's, it's weird to say like I have too much empathy, but because it does sound like it's like it's almost like when someone says, "What are your weaknesses?" I care too much.
0: I no no no. I work no, too like, hard.
1: Like it sounds bullshitty. Yeah, as, a,
0: as your friend, you are a very empathetic person.
1: Well, thank you. I think I did have a doctor tell me that why because I pass out when I get shots, really? and I get queasy if I watch like the wrong episode of Grey's Anatomy. I'll get like faint, yeah. and um, it's like I'm a, no a it's called like vasovagal or something. There's like a name for the syndrome. Yeah yeah like, yeah yeah. Um. What are you talking about? and they think it's a mental thing where you put yourself in the person's shoes. So if I hear, if someone goes into like detail about like chemotherapy, which is like, yeah. I'm in control now, so I could talk about it. But if I hear someone else like talking about their like oh, how painful it is and how it's, it's literally poison going through your body. You know, yeah. I could get like weak to the point where I'm like, fuck, I'm going to, I need to sit down. I need water. I'm going to pass out. Cause I put myself in their shoes or, or, um, or, or whatever the fuck they say. I can't remember. I wasn't listening. Cause it got too medical and then I get we- queasy again. You know, yeah. I, you know, if you're a murderer or a rapist, fuck you. I want the worst shit to happen to you. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if but when I see everyone dumping on a person, there's part of me that gets a little bit like, I don't want to join that. I'm not saying I'm defending what they did. You know, I haven't made yeah. any like I haven't made any Crystal lea posts because I just don't feel the need to. When that dude, Shane Gillis, I never heard of that dude until the SNL thing came along and he made like derogatory comments about Asian people. Obviously, that shit's not cool either. I didn't want to join in because I'm like, I just don't like joining in on this. Like let's shit on someone. I just, cause then I start to think like, fuck man Maybe what if they really are a good person who just said some really stupid things. We have close comedian friends who have said bad things on the internet about Asians, one married an Asian and they, what if they, what if during that time, everyone shit all over them? I would have been like, no, they're, they're cool. They they just made a fucking some mistake. I don't know. Obviously, yeah. that's why I said rapists are murders because if you do that shit, you're clearly fucked in the head.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I agree with you though. And
1: pedophiles too, you know.
0: I mean, I, I mean, look, give pedophiles a pass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but
1: nobody cut that. It's gonna look yeah. bad later in 10 years. Cut
0: it and play it on a loop. Cancel me. No, I mean, I think the dangerous thing about cancel culture is is that like there's no context and there's no room for growth. But I think that like in a lot of cases, like I usually, I try to like sit back for a sec and like take again, like you look at Chris Delia's response to this. And it's like, one, a blatant lie that anybody could prove, which is like, yes, you absolutely did talk to people that followed you and like sent like, yes, I mean, any comedian, like you're an idiot. But then also the way that he responded was just like him, like acting like he was like sheepishly, like kicking a can, like, I just got caught up in the limelight. So I think like like I think people I think the what I hate about cancel culture is that like there's no room for context and there's no room for growth and I think ultimately the reason why everyone's so angry is because there hasn't been change
1: yeah no I get that yeah that makes complete sense
0: but how do you change if you're screaming you know what I mean like I'm always like I think about it too I mean, when it comes to celebrities, it's hard because, like, I feel like you and I both know from being in this industry that there are so many incredibly talented people who are good people that work really hard. So, like, if a celebrity is going to lose their career, I honestly don't feel bad because I feel like there's someone that's, like, nice, that is just as talented that maybe now has a slot. So, like, that I don't really care about, especially if it's, like, for something like like with Lucy, I'm like fine, whatever, go away. You were an incredible comedian, and now you're not allowed to be a person. Go hide in a cave. Like I don't care. You're rich, you know what I mean? Like there's a bajillion white male comedians that I've heard do bits that are so. I mean, you fucking credit, you know what I mean? So it's like that. I don't care about, but when it's like a, but when it's brought to like a person to person thing, you want people to be able to grow.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't I, I agree. I think I, everything you said totally makes sense, and I think there's there just hasn't been any, and it's the world we're living in with twenty four news networks and everything being sound bites and everything being like quick hits and and clips and it's just there's not a lot of conversation and nuance because we're just our attention spans are too short. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I think I, I wish people were a little bit more empathetic. On, um, on all sides, obviously. I mean, I'm not saying be empathetic for pieces of shit, but I, I think I was trying to say earlier was that we need to figure out where where does that come from? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think with Michael Jackson, this is where it all started from. I remember being like, we're gonna have a fun, silly conversation about Pop-Tarts. And and we're gonna finally- get to the Pop-Tart tournament. Oh, I know we're like a little over an hour in and we're gonna get to this Pop-Tart tournament, everybody. Yeah. It's fucking badass. Um, With Michael Jackson, the reason I used to stick up for him is because I'd read a thing about how he had no childhood at all, like Mm -hmm. he didn't. He was five years old performing in Northwest Indiana strip clubs. Now, you and I have been through Northwest Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Hammond, that whole – It's bad. It's bad. It's so bad, right? And to to hear about a – that's two years older than my son now. I can't imagine having a little kid around that fucking world – And his dad was just the biggest piece of shit, just a huge piece of shit. And I I think I read that after his death, they found out that he couldn't have kids because, like, his dad kind of, like, chemically castrated him in a sense.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I, like.
1: Yeah, because he wanted to keep his voice high.
0: Yeah.
1: Hit the hit, you know, have the range in his octaves or whatever, which is like, what the fuck? What kind of father yeah. do that to their kids, you know? And and literally we just beat them until they got the fucking dance routines right and just all this crazy shit. They performed like like you wouldn't believe because they it was literally life or death in their brains. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't fucking dominate this performance, and that's almost why, like in a fucked up sad way, that people from like like oppressed people. Like, obviously, in general, like, you know, um, people who come from oppressed backgrounds. I I don't mean like, I meant like individually, like people who were, had shitty childhoods end up being great musicians, great comedians, great actors. Uh, Obviously, historically, the Black and Jewish and, you know, all those communities, uh, communities that come from oppression. Like Mm -hmm. I always said, like the funniest groups of comedians, um, Black people, Jewish people, and Irish people, all three of those groups Um, Irish, not so much in recent history, but all three of those groups um, have a history of oppression in their cultures. Mm -hmm. Like the Irish up until like the 1950s were were oppressed. Not even 1950s, up until like fucking 1980s in England were getting oppressed um, by the English. So like, and obviously, you know, black people and Jewish people with those long histories. And I think you use humor to like overcome those hardships. Mm -hmm. So like Michael Jackson's in the Jackson 5 was because they were like, they weren't dancing. Cause they're like, this is fun. They were dancing. Cause it's like, if I don't fucking dominate this performance and give these people a show, that psycho off to the side of the stage is going to beat the fuck out of me and my brothers and sisters in front of me. So yeah. like, it's a fucked up thing. And so when I heard like all this, like, Oh, Michael Jackson's molesting these children. And then I heard someone being like, I think he's just trying to recreate a childhood he never had by building carnivals in his backyard and inviting nine-year-olds because he never got past that age mentally. Cause he never could. Yeah, you know? and billy oh, yeah. jean yeah anyway i'm sorry like i got no, no, no. With, that. I agree
0: with you i think it's really layered and i think it's okay to have empathy for people who do bad things like i think it's important we have empathy for people who do bad things because like you're also looking at stuff like i mean if you're looking i've had to explain the riots mm-hmm to my mom like with people burning shit down and why like yes it's not okay to burn and loot but like what you're looking at is a trauma reaction from years and years and years of oppression and systematic racism now coming out the way kind of the way like a child has a tantrum you want to be like well what the fuck happened here like what you know but so it's like I think that's fine I think you know it's it's It just means that it's still, it's like you still have consequences. You still did something that's bad. And I think it helps me to look at it that way because it's like, if you're a famous person, part of your consequences is the fact that like your career has been built on people on the outside loving you and giving you money. And so now people don't love you anymore. Not like a heart-to-heart thing. but
1: Yeah, I mean, I I hope your family still loves you. But um, I look you do some serious, seriously bad shit. You know, I mean, you mentioned like Louis C.K. And and here's the thing with any of these people. And Chris DeLeo will probably go back to doing shows within a year or so. He'll be fine. The thing is, once they have that big of an audience, and and this is where like some people don't get it. Like I'll see like the tweets where I'm like, you can't, you could tell these comedy clubs not to book them. But Louis C.K. isn't being – he could go to a fucking VFW hall and say, what do you want to rent this for the night? Here's $2,000, and I'll sell my tickets and make my money. I mean, you can't deny that person the right to a living. Right. Like, you know, they're not doing jail time. like You know, I'm not – that's not – some people are going to twist it to be like, oh, he's pro-jerking off in front of women against their will. I'm not at all. Right. Um, It's just Paul Rubens survived, Ron Grant says. Paul Rubens, though – there's no victim in that. For those of you who are wondering, Paul Rubens, it was Pee Wee Herman. Oh. Now, Pee Wee Herman, there should be a documentary. It to be a, a short documentary, I guess. But Pee Wee Herman is a great case study in, on how to handle a public backlash or something. I don't know. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman got caught jerking off in a movie theater. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, it was a porn movie theater. And a lot of people do that there. It's one Which of That's like
0: one. fair.
1: I mean, that's one of those things. But at the time, you know, this was like the early 90s when people weren't, people were a little more prude than they are now. Actually, I feel like they're more prude now, now that I think about it.
0: Well, I mean, like, I'm like a porn theater. Where do they still have that?
1: Like, I don't know. They used to have those like in New York and like those like peep show type things, whatever the fuck they'd call them. You'd watch snuff yeah. films, I think they call them. I don't know.
0: No. And um, snuff?
1: What's that? Did you just say snuff? What's snuff? What is that? No.
0: Snuff is like. <laughs>
1: What is snuff? Oh my god! Is that, I thought snuff was like another word for porn.
0: No, snuff is um is porn where someone dies.
1: Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Why did I not know that until now?
0: I don't know, but like I never look at snuff porn. It is porn where like literally somebody dies.
1: Yeah, fucking one of the comments, murder porn. Jesus yeah. Lord, um, I didn't know that. I've always heard snuff like is... You ever have certain things where you just use context clues?
0: Yeah, for so sure. I,
1: I just like, oh yeah, we got together and watched snuff films, like in like a, like some like bachelor party type movie bullshit eighties thing, and I'm like, right. oh, that must just be another word for porn. It sounds nice. Snuff doesn't sound it bad. Doesn't
0: sound that Murder bad.
1: Porn sounds horrific, but snuff is a fun. It makes me think of Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street.
0: Okay. And
1: he's just a nice big Greek elephant who hangs Ooh. out with Big Bird.
0: He's not out here trying to fuck a dead person.
1: No. Good lord. Ugh. Any, anyway, all right. Well, I got to fucking do some more. I can't just stop. Joe, stop just saying things.
0: I mean, like, no, yeah. I'm glad. I I mean, that was very funny. I, I look.
1: I really had no idea. I thought snuff was just another word for porn. Like snuff I mean, porn was just like porn, uh, just a type of like porn.
0: Don't look it up.
1: after. It me. sounds like porn where the women all have big bushes.
0: Okay, fair. But like onomatop-
1: poetically onomatopoeia, like, you know, sounds like yeah. that, that would mean, you know. I hear snuff porn. I'm thinking a woman with a lot of bush that the guy's like snuffed through. <laughs> yeah, man. That, dude,
0: snuff is like a pretty, that'll get Sesame Street canceled. Yeah, good yeah. call. Um, that's like a, I mean, snuff is like a pretty like vague word. So it's like you're not, it's not like they, it's not like um, obvious.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, he wasn't doing that. He was just watching run in the mill, sure, sure, jerked sure, sure, off porn, Pee Wee Herman was. And then, though, but people, this is why I'm saying it's, it should be a case in how to handle a thing like this. The MTV Movie Awards or Music Video Awards was like a few weeks after that. And all around America, people were making jokes about Pee Wee Herman jerking off in a movie theater. He goes out to present an award. And the first thing out of his mouth was, so, hear any good jokes lately? The crowd went and laughed their ass off. They loved it. Yeah. Another good way I to handle something is with David Letterman. He was cheating on his wife with, like, one of his coworkers, I think. And he just straight up admitted it. And so then it wasn't a thing. People were like, oh, he admits it. Okay. We can't. If he would have came out denying it, people would have really tried to dig in. I
0: think it's, like, at the bottom line, like, all of this comes down to what behavior tells people that we think is okay. So it's, like, when people do things, like, when men in comedy, like – are shitty to women and nobody does anything. Yeah. Those men are bad, but like, basically like uh, nobody, nothing happening means that like in their brains, they're like, I know that I can do this and get away with it because nobody's going to do it. Like, this is what's okay in this environment. Yeah. So I think it's the same kind of thing. It's like, it, it, like, if your apology or, like, if your response has to do with, like, being, like, a little baby, then, like, being, a like, a poopy brat about it, then, like, fuck you. I don't have time. You have a publicist. What are you doing?
1: Yeah. It's weird. that Yeah. Why don't you just.
0: You have a fucking publicist. Like, talk to your publicist before you post some wild ass shit. Anyway, it is so
1: interesting because these people who are famous, they can't, you know, some people become famous in a thing because they're really good at that thing.
0: Right.
1: You know, and then other people become famous because they were just determined to become famous. They had a lot of help along the way. Right. And they just, they were like, how do I become famous? Well, Where I think we know.
0: dad is famous, by the way. Yeah,
1: I know. I met his dad, actually. He was a nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah I think Bill, I believe his name is. I'm not sure. Um, right. Yeah. After one of the, we, I was at the laugh factory. I think he was closing out at the 10 o'clock. I was opening the midnight. So it was like crossover, you know, yeah. those, show, those shows rolled into each other. And um, I will say this, then when everyone was like, Oh, I'm not surprised Crystal. They would hit on younger girls. I was like, I am because it's usually the ones who don't look like the thing that do it. Most of the guys I've found are sexual creeps are yeah. the ones who are like, I'm a male feminist. Absolutely. Those dudes are always fucking the ones that turn out to be creeps because they use the I'm a male feminist to try to get ass.
0: Oh my God. I can think of like four guys off the top of my head. But like, no, you're right. He just like didn't hide it though. Like he didn't like I I, saw... I mean, he
1: played a fucking creep in in those TV shows and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Like he yeah. didn't hide it at all. When you're also as bold as to like go after young girls using your your actual accounts, yeah, that feels like brazen. You know what I mean?
1: I don't. I don't know what that is about. Yeah, I don't know what that is because it's so so weird to me to be. It's a power thing. I think the power. It it's, is it's, awesome. it's a weird mental power thing. Um And again, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. I don't know. I I, I I know you are. There you go. I just—it's got to be a power thing with some of that shit because there are some people where you're like, you'd have no problem having sex with someone. You'd have no problem getting laid. Why would you? Yeah. You know, hold someone down and do the most horrific thing you could do to a person. That's yeah. why I have no. That's why. Um, you know, if a friend like Lindsay, if you murdered someone, yeah, I, I would. You're a good friend of mine. I would lie for you I, because yeah, I would assume right. you had a reason.
0: Yeah. But if
1: you, if you you raped someone Mm -hmm. that's different because that's something fucked up in your brain. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. A serial killer has something wrong with them. Sure. But if you murder someone, a lot of murder is a crime of passion or like, I just lost and I fucking killed them. Yeah. It's still bad. Right. But rape is on a whole nother fucking mental crazy level in which it's like, no, you'll do this again. And they almost always certainly do it again.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what you're, what we're seeing is like, you know, what we already knew existed, which was an uneven power dynamic between men and women in general. Yeah, Um, I just don't think that like, maybe we realized how ingrained in our everyday life it still was. Cause people keep being like, why are like, all these men are raping women. What's happening. And it's like, Well, this is the thing. This is like what we teach in our system of like what, like these are like the subconscious messages we send people. Like we tell men that they're the powerful ones and we tell women that they're not and like feed different messages that then come together. And it's like, well, I don't know how that happened. It's like, I do.
1: And usually, yeah. Did you see you are a psychologist and it's usually the, so like dudes are told they're the powerful ones. But the ones who are doing the raping aren't powerful.
0: That's because if okay. you were that's powerful,
1: you wouldn't do that shit. That's you know the what I mean?
0: So is they don't feel the power. So that's where
1: like-, like the term, and this is this is this is the fault of the left in general being so god-awful at naming shit. Oh my god! Don't okay. you agree? Like I they're so wait. terrible at naming things. The left the phrase, is the problem. Yeah. Well, the phrase "toxic masculinity." makes the we, we forget that like the average you have to talk to the average person yeah like the right wing in america is so good at selling their message to the average person they Really are and and like you know like the far left which i'm not a fan of the far left in a lot of ways i consider myself left center left really like you know and a lot of people be like you're a centrist i don't give a fuck whatever dude i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm for reasonability and i know that there's just no there's unreasonable people like pushing shit Obviously, I think more so on the far right where it gets into like, you know, fucking white supremacy and you thinking you're the people who are white supremacists. Look at them. They're like fucking 400 pounds. They're the ugliest fucking people you've ever seen in your life. They couldn't run a lap without throwing up. They think they're a superior race. They're crazy fucking people. Right. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so that was just a side note. Here's where I think the word toxic masculinity is a bad thing to call it because it makes the average guy think, oh, it's bad to be a man. Yeah. To be a man. But it's not bad to be a man. It's bad to be a man who thinks that they're supposed to be pushing people around. That thinks they're supposed to be, or or that thinks that if they're not fucking manly, that they're weak. So then they overcompensate that. You know what I mean? They like for for whatever reason. That's why people have been saying like, "Oh, that's like little dick energy." I've been hearing a lot now. Listen, Mm -hmm. there are people who have small dicks that are great human beings. Right? Okay. But there are a lot of people who have small dicks who are pieces of shit, and it's usually because of the small dick. If yeah. you're listening and you have a small dick, we're not saying that you're all bad people. You're not, okay? But obviously, there's some of you out there who just can't get over it. I that face. That you can't get Ugh. over it so that you take it out on other people. Instead yeah. of just using how to get good at, with your tongue, you fucking moron. Exactly. But like So I, that's why I just think it is toxic, of course. But I think if you named it something else, if you named it something else you'd get more people onto your side to be like, oh yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. When I hear people, they're just people just, and again, it's this whole world of social media and sound bites. And, you know, I remember hearing one person being like, oh, you want to get rid of bullying? Fuck that shit, dude. People need to toughen up. And I'm like, when people say no more bullying, we're saying, don't be an asshole. You think people should be more of an asshole? I'm not saying that doesn't mean you can't bust your friend's chops. When I hang out with Lindsay, I make fun of her all the time. We're friends. We know it's coming from a good place. We're not getting rid of busting chops, but we're getting rid of making fun of someone who's not in your fucking friends group. Yeah. That's what bullying is. You take someone you barely know and you're an asshole to them.
0: Or I mean, women do it internally, but I also, it's like anybody that's like, let's give everyone a big dick. I agree.
1: That would solve Um, a lot of problems too. Good call, man. Let's just spend money on that.
0: No, like I think that um oh I forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry.
1: I'm sorry, that was too good of fucking uh, No, uh, you're to fine. I'll
0: the... remember it and I'll interrupt whatever we're doing to Or tell... well
1: let's interrupt the let's start the Pop Tart tournament because I, I I didn't want to keep you on the podcast this long, but um um where I'm having fun talking to you. I miss you. So I it's good, it's good you. to hear I your know, voice. I
0: miss you. It doesn't feel like a podcast.
1: It doesn't. It feels like we're just catching up. I'm getting out the picture I have of the bracket, everybody. So I advertised on, I, I made a post on my YouTube channel saying, hey, I'm talking to my good friend, Lindsay Adams, who's a hilarious comedian. And we're she started a thing called, it's a fucking Pop-Tart tournament. And basically it's, which is the best flavor of Pop-Tart? And you made a bracket. I'm going to name off the bracket here. Yeah. Um, you did it in a very strange way, I might add. No,
0: um, yeah, because I've never made or read a bracket in my life, and I know people are upset, but I have never – Nick had to walk me through it.
1: Okay, well, let me tell you where you – this isn't mansplaining, by the I'm way. I saw that comment you made to someone else. I'm
0: welcoming it. All this, right. The exception.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. Um, here, here's where it's funny. Normally, what you do is you have all the seeds, right? So you number them. And then when you make the brackets, the one seed faces the lowest seed because the one seed is so good, it earned it. Like in, in college basketball, the one seed is usually they were undefeated during the regular season. They went 30 and one and they're so good. They're the one and the team that's the worst that barely got in. They don't get an easy road. So if you have 16 versus 15, that's like too bad. It's yeah. an easy way to advance. The one can't face the two because that's like a punishment. So you yeah. have the one versus the four. So let me just read the seeding off. Of. I got a zigzag here. I thought I
0: was just rating them.
1: Okay, I got you. So your your number one seed, Frosted Brown Sugar Cinnamon. I agree with That, that is my favorite Pop-Tart. Great call. Some people might be like, no, it's not flavorful enough. I like Fruit Loop or I like, you know, firecracker, yeah. whatever, or some other complicated frosted wild berry or, you know, um, which is good in its own right. I had during Halloween, they had like this Halloween s'mores one that was all right. But, but all um, right, so you have that as your one. Your yeah. two seed is frosted strawberry. Mm-hmm. That's In my household, we have mine, brown sugar cinnamon, which is my favorite, my wife's and my son's. Are frosted strawberry. That's two. Your three seed is, let's see here, uh, frosted s'mores. See, that's when it gets in a little more fun territory here. And now your four, pretzel chocolate, which you have facing the one. So that's why you kind of don't do that. Now, yeah. I bring this up because there was a comedian in Chicago, Samantha Berkman, who did a condiment tournament mm-hmm. and of all the best condiments facing off. And they had ketchup and mustard facing in, the, like, the second round. And I'm like, ketchup and mustard are, like, two of the top condiments. Right. They, they should have, like, buys and be, like, toward, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I it's think. It's okay. That, no, no. I mean, I think the issue, the thought process was, like, I, the way I paired them was like to eliminate the most similar ones.
1: Oh, like, okay.
0: That was my thought process. Was that like, makes sense. Okay, so let's pair the most similar ones. So it's like unfrosted <laughs> strawberry, frosted strawberry, which is the better strawberry? Like, which is the better pie flavor, cherry or apple? Like, which is the better? So like, that was how I had done it. And then when I was making like the bracket or whatever, Nick was like, oh, you number, this would be fun because you can number- um like what your favorites are and then he tried to explain what you just explained and i was like okay so i just write down i just number them based on who i want and he was like sure and then i put it out there and i now i understand what you're saying
1: cool can yeah. you see this am i sharing it on the screen everyone yeah
0: yeah yeah i can see it all
1: right cool so now everyone can see what we're talking about there yeah this is how I deal with emotional meltdowns. It's very funny as the caption there. Um, oh, so, all right. Well, right away, I'm going to skip that one. Let's let's break it down here. Okay. Um, sixteen is strawberry milkshake versus fruit Loop. That's the sixteen versus an eight. Without thinking, who do you want to advance?
0: Fruit or could you not
1: say? Do you not want to say fruit Loop? Okay, because I well, know you're doing I, a, I You're doing it live to. tomorrow, right?
0: Yeah, I'm going to do it live. Everybody's like voted, but I'm going to veto the final. I mean, like I'll be swayed, but.
1: Okay, unfrosted strawberry versus frosted strawberry. I feel like this is this is the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. Who the
1: fuck chooses unfrosted strawberry?
0: Frosted strawberry to Pay me that person. is very sweet. So I've never had unfrosted strawberry, but like in my mind, I'm like, maybe unfrosted strawberry is for like when you're not feeling so sweet. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know.
1: I just feel like they cost the same. You get frosted. It's next that. one, frosted cherry versus simply orchard apple cinnamon. Now, some people might say, "Ooh, for, I know frosted cherry is popular." I have a. I'm number one picking orchard apple cinnamon, and I don't buy that one. Really? But frosted cherry has caused issues in my marriage because I've been. I'm in charge of grocery shopping oftentimes, right. and when you're in a hurry, you might not look at the box closely enough. Frosted yeah. cherry looks like frosted strawberry. The okay. number of times I've accidentally bought frosted cherry instead of frosted strawberry. And it's been a fucking thing more than I'm proud of. It's happened.
0: Really? Wait, yeah. but I've never had frosted cherry. Is it so, that different?
1: It's look, cherries are like, okay, I'll have a cherry If I'm, you know, we as comedians, we do shows at bars and you know, right. comedy clubs are Comedy clubs are basically bars. If I'm a little hungry, I'll open up the thing by the bartender and just eat a cherry. Yeah. They're fine for that. But they're one of those things where it's like, I'll have two. If I had a third, I'd feel ill. Um, sure. They're okay in, in a Manhattan, right? They're are an old fashioned. They're just not, it's an. It's not that good of fruit. And I don't like it as, I don't like it in a pie. And that's just my own thing. I, I, maybe I'm a little weird. And you guys are like, no, fuck that dude. Cherry's the shit. I think it tastes like shit.
0: I mean, I think cherry can be good but i think it rarely is i like certain cherries but
1: and you're a baker so you know what i'm saying
0: yeah no i mean the classic cherry pie filling is so bad and it doesn't taste good but i do like cherries kind of so my thing is like with the apple cinnamon i've never had either of these to be clear so, with the apple cinnamon, when you want, like, an apple pie type thing, you want, like, filling in it. Yes. Right? So, my fear is that this is going to have such little filling that it's just going to be disappointing. Like, I i don't want, like, a flat fucking apple turnover.
1: No, I hear you on that. But I think mentally, when you bite into a Pop-Tart, you know you're not going to be overwhelmed with filling. It's not going to leak out, like, with those apple pie things that Hostess makes that yeah. comes in a box. Those are really good. They yeah. come in like that little box, those apple pie things, where it's like you bite into it and it's like you heat them up for like ten seconds, yeah. and then you burn your mouth, even though you're like, "What the fuck? That was ten seconds. How oh, was it that yeah. hot?" Yeah. Those were very good, but I understand the fear. But I think mentally, it's in with a normal thing, I'm thinking if I'm not getting the right amount of filling, I'm gonna be disappointed. But I think with a right. pop tart, you you get the bargain. All right, next one: yeah. frosted blueberry versus frost uh, frosted wild berry. Now, this is a different one. I know a berry and cherry are similar, but I think berry, especially when it's wild, so you get a, you got to get way more flavor for your buck. But I'm going with frosted blueberry. Blueberry is um, it's something that's grown on me because I think it's a good for breakfast type thing. And I think pop for breakfast. Blueberry muffin, solid. Blueberries, I, I used to hate oatmeal. But yeah. I know it's really good. Like oatmeal is really, really good for you, everybody. You sure. know, but it, it doesn't have much taste. You can throw some brown sugar. That's nice. Throw some blueberries in there and really get the blueberries in with the bite. And you, and you get a little something-something.
0: I mean, I see what you're saying, and I agree if you're going in a breakfast direction. I feel like Pop-Tarts are, like, more of a fun treat for me. So, like, I like to, much, like, snack on them. So, in that scenario, I'm just, like, I don't know why I'm fucking eating this blueberry Pop-Tart. Like, it's, it's – you're, like – and also, blueberries in general – Cause I've tr- I've cooked with blueberries a lot, like I've baked with them, and they surprisingly don't really have any flavor. Like they're pretty mild. It depends on how you cook them, though. So, like in muffins and like in in um, uh, oatmeal, like you were saying, it works. But if you like make a blueberry pie, for example, you lose a ton of flavor, and it's really weird. There you go. Blueberry lemon scone. Thank you. The lemon brings out the tartness.
1: True. Blueberries, I think, have some flavor, but I think with blueberries don't have an aftertaste per se. And I think that's where it's like you get when you bite into it, you get that little bit and then it kind of goes away quickly.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I also have never had frosted wild berry and it looks crazy because it's got like the zigzag. So I'm, I'm kind of feeling like that's going to be it, but we'll see.
1: I have not either. So that's a good point. Now we're going to go on to the other side of the bracket, frosted chocolate fudge versus frosted s'mores. I'm going frosted s'mores because I feel like you get more cream. I don't like fudge. I like fudge brownies, but I don't like fudge thinned out. I mean, I I mean, it's still good. Sure. I eat it, but if I'm going against s'mores, I want s'mores because I think the way that just compacts nicely. I've had the frosted yes. s'mores um, pop tart. I'm, I'm into it.
0: Have you had the frosted uh, fudge?
1: I have not. The frosted chocolate fudge, I don't think I've had. No.
0: Nick has had to replace the boxes that I bought twice because he ate all of them.
1: But real quick, it's an empty box. You're just using it as a prop at that point. No, no,
0: no. But it's like I bought these Pop-Tarts to do this thing. And it's been like a couple weeks. And over that time, Nick has gotten into the fudge and eaten all of them. And then he had to replace the box. That's what I'm saying. So, like, he really liked it. And... It makes me feel like it could be good. It smells good. But somebody was telling me with the frosted s'mores, have you done this where you, when you toast it and you break it open, the marshmallow stretches a little bit?
1: I have not. And I'd like to try that next time though, because that sounds fun. I'm and that try leads that. me to my next question or yeah. question I should have asked at the beginning of all this. Do you eat your Pop-Tarts raw or toasted?
0: Listen, I get uh i get impatient and so i will try to go in raw but you have to toast them that's just how they're supposed to be done
1: true but i do both i it depends on what i'm feeling depends what i'm feeling sometimes if i'm just like fuck it i'll just i'll eat and by the way i do snack on pop-tarts too one of my favorite things to do is um you know during quarantine i've been playing video games again right and i just have that nes classic so i'm playing like dr mario and like tech Mobile. i go like old school with it yeah. and I have mario kart on Nintendo 64 you know the latest thing i have is xbox but i just use it as a dvd player the xbox um 360 i think I, i'm not a big gamer anyway yeah. um i'll pop tarts are perfect i'll have pop tarts and yeah. like and a, and a can of can of coke you know and um it's good because you could hit pause take a bite or you could even take a bite while still playing and it's just it's perfect snack and food in that regard Or chips i feel like you're getting crumbs everywhere so what i do is i have a little plate on the armrest of the couch with the pop tarts right there and then you go to town with them um now i, I do like them toasted but I, I could i could go either one with um with brown sugar you could do either with with any other one you need to toast it more that's i think that's specific all right this one's interesting because i have had the frosted hot fudge Sunday once and it was very good now i've not had yes i have had it i liked it um I didn't love it, but I liked it. Uh, frosted cookies and cream I have not had.
0: I So the white, anything with like white filling makes me think it's going to be too sweet. So I'm I, always like,
1: going to be like,
0: come. Steph, no, come. no, no. Well, I mean, sure. But I also like, make, it puts me off. Like I don't. I don't like, I'm like, I feel like this is going to be too sweet. I don't know how I feel about this. And so when like you look at the cookies and cream, I'm like, ew, it's just like, why, why do I want that? But I love Oreos. So I don't know. Frosted hot fudge sundae. I don't even really know what that flavor would taste like.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't remember. I, I, I had it. I remember thinking this is cool, but I think the first time I had it, you don't go full toaster on that one. Yeah, you just want to warm it up a little bit. Okay, interesting. Yeah. By the way, well, a lot of we got people. I mean, we got one question right here from our guy. He's saying I had no idea they had all these flavors. Well, Some they, of these I didn't know existed either.
0: These are just the flavors that I could find at Ralph's and in the area. So, like. It's like there's more out there for sure.
1: Dude, I didn't know they had frosted chocolate cupcake and then I knew they had confetti something. It was called confetti cupcake. There's that round. That's 10 versus 15 seeds. So you didn't think very highly of those ones. Um so and then here's the final. Frosted brown sugar, which is the one versus pretzel chocolate. Look, I don't like pretzel. I like pretzels, but chocolate pretzels are so overrated to me personally.
0: Interesting. I like
1: chocolate. I like pretzels. I don't like them together. There's certain things that I'm just separate. Like, here's something for you. If I if someone said, hey, we got a bowl full of grapes and a bowl full of raspberries. What do you want to eat? I'm like, I'll take the bowl full of grapes. I like grapes better. Right. Uh, but if someone's saying, "Hey, I'm making peanut butter and jelly. Do you want raspberry or grape?" I'm like, "I want raspberry. I think raspberry preserves is better for peanut butter and jelly than grape. It just 80%. spreads better. It's yeah. I don't know why. There's certain things like that. You know, I don't like tomatoes. Love ketchup. I like tomato sauce. Clearly, I like pizza. But if someone's yeah. like, if you put diced tomatoes in something, I'm gonna fucking slap you. <laughs> not, like not physically. Cause come on, oh, guys, you got <laughs>
0: no I that's interesting yeah I mean I gotta say I've had the pretzel chocolate and it's so good and I've had the brown sugar cinnamon obviously and it's so good too I just think they're both so good in different ways but pretzel chocolate so this is what I found with I did like a preliminary round to to like get a couple because I couldn't decide between like four um And it was pretzel chocolate versus chocolate chip and frosted brown sugar cinnamon against pretzel brown sugar cinnamon. And I'll say the thing that like when you had the two cinnamons next to each other, the pretzel kind has less filling. So it really does like kind of like fuck it up a little bit, but with nah. the chocolate it works because it's like a really good chocolate. So I don't know, I don't know. But if you don't like pretzel and chocolate, then that's like it's just not going to be your thing.
1: Is brown sugar cinnamon the like the OG of Pop Tarts? Is that the oh, original? It is.
0: I mean, so from the response online, it seems like the top two, oh. are the top two. It's like essentially. I mean, it's. Brown sugar cinnamon and frosted strawberry like that.
1: Those are universal. And I I was worried that people would think brown sugar cinnamon was too, like, not flavorful enough or not boring because it's been played out. We all know brown sugar cinnamon, all that kind of thing. Because, like I mentioned, that condiment tournament people had. Yeah. Classics got knocked out early. Rare. Really? Every, yeah, everybody wanted some sort of spiced aioli or some sort of, you know, everyone wanted some complicated mix of something or other, and I'm like, well, what the fuck is, like... I, yeah, sure, I mean, some, some people kept saying, like, ketchup's for little kids. Okay. Oh, ketchup for everybody. It's ketchup. It, you you know, I'm not saying you have to put on your hot dog, but you don't dip it in... You, what do you do with your french fries? Do you not dip them in ketchup? In ketchup, yeah. You got it. So, I'm glad that I feel like you made your... I, I, you didn't make it the correct way, whatever But I feel okay. like you were your reasoning made more sense Than that other tournament I um, went over on the podcast The Condiment Now
0: tournament. when I make a bracket I'll know how to do it
1: There you go, I mean like it doesn't matter This is all for fun, and what are you raising a cost? What's the cost for? Uh,
0: ACLU, I'm going to donate Anything people don't, anything you donate I mean there's no cost or anything But it's like I'll have a donate button Where you can just donate till the ACLU
1: have you ever seen the movie an American president or the American president? I'm trying to remember. I it's mean, with, not recently, if I have, it's with Michael, um, Michael Douglas plays the president and Michael J. Fox has a role in it. He's got a pretty good part.
0: Oh, I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Annette Benning is like the president. So it's the, the president of the United States is a widower and, um, he starts dating while being president, which is like, oh my god, it's like a big thing in the country. Right. It takes place like in the mid '90s. Anyway, um, he mentions the ACLU in it, and I know the ACLU gets like a, a bad rap, a bad rap in certain circles. Right, and I really shouldn't, because the American Civil Liberties Union sticks up for constitutional rights regardless if they agree with them or not.
0: Yeah, the I mean-
1: ACLU has actually fought for, not fought for I guess but stuck up for the KKK's right to exist which obviously yeah. they don't like the KKK I fucking hate the KKK but their whole thing was like well no they you're allowed to be a group even if your group is shitty you're lot like so we will fight for your right to be a shitty group you know yeah. um like there are people who don't like flag burning but hey if if you're truly a free country, the same thing you fight for, you should be allowed to use in protest. And every most good people in the military, I know were like, yeah, it's a, you know, the symbol of your country. Anyway, there's a great speech that the president makes at the end of the movie that like talks about all these things that I yeah. think it's like, damn, I wish, but then you remember, oh, it's a script and it's not real, but you wish politicians yeah. were better at conveying thoughts like that. Cause I know, I know some people in some circles, they hear ACLU, they go, Fuck them. You know what I mean? A bunch of communists right. or whatever the fuck they want to call them, you know?
0: Right. I mean, they're I here's what I like. I donate pretty regularly to them. And here's my mindset. I also donate to other other organizations that are more like focused or, you know, go to like a very specific cause, like in terms of like somebody's um legal funds or something like that. I like the ACLU because they are people that can get in the room fastest.
1: Yeah, no, they're strong.
0: So like that, so, you know, if you're building a case, like if you're building a case against Trump, like, yeah, there's going to be like a lawyer, you know, that other people believe in more that might be a better lawyer. But if the ACLU is going to be the first in the room, then I'll back that to get them out,
1: you know? They're they're definitely, if you're, yeah, everything you said is dead on. They have- they're huge. I mean, they've got the, a big support system and everything like that. Um, and when it comes to like true legal battles, that fucking matters that 100% matters. I mean, yeah. the, um, the United States government versus tobacco has always been the most one-sided thing because congressmen are paid off by tobacco. So they'll never fund it, you know? Right. So it's always like for every one lawyer, the U S government has, they have like literally it was something like 200 tobacco lawyers versus one, like U.S. Attorney, it was like not even fucking. It's it was yeah. the most lopsided. Like again, like I, I made the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters versus Washington Generals reference um, yeah. because it's like it's a hundred to nothing. It's not gonna it score on that shit. No. Um, Lindsay, this has been a lot of fun I talking know. with you. I'm glad we kind of talked about other stuff though because it's weird doing a, a podcast that I, I want to be mostly fun sure. um, during this time, and I want to keep it fun, but at the same time, it's like hey, you got you got to talk about some shit. You got to.
0: We're complex people, all of us. Hell yeah.
1: I mean, and plus we're, we're comedians. It'd be weird not to talk about what's going on in the comedian world.
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: Long story short, you know, comedians out there, if you're if you're a bad dude, you're fucking, someone's going to tell on you. If you're and, a bad and-
0: dude, your best joke can't save you, you fucking wiener.
1: Yeah. Don't be fucking be better. Like, you know, Um I think then I don't know a lot of people are like, well, you can't fucking bust balls, you can't have some fun at the workplace. Not until I don't think I think once shit truly gets to an equal place, and I don't know when that's going to be or what that even looks like. Yeah, then you could start making some jokes again.
0: Yeah, let the pie Then you could, the
1: cause, yeah, because then I think it's 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 from a real spot. Like like my buddy Ron was saying, like, yeah, men get mistreated too. Sure. But we're so much like in a better place that it's not really let's take care of the main shit and then we could get it to everyone in a sense, I guess. I don't know. Um, Smarter people need to fucking illustrate that point better. Um, But, dude, like I I think about I want to make a joke so badly about where I'm like, come on, guys, we we, black lives do matter. And we need to get to a point where there's justice because I have a black friend with terrible breath and I feel too guilty to tell him he's got bad
0: breath. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Until there's equality, I feel like I'm being a bad fucking ally by being like, "Dude, your breath's awful," I mean, you know, like, or I'm being, or maybe a real, a good white person would tell them when they have bad breath.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's honestly a fucking hard call. But I think the overall, I think overall, the solution, like you said, is uh, Black Lives Matter.
1: Yeah, we got to get to a place of real equality, and then we could start having fun again in in a way that everyone wants to. Because I know a lot of people will say shit like, what the fuck? Everyone's so goddamn sensitive yeah. about some shit. And some stuff I think is, I think people forget that these, comp- some companies are doing this shit to get out in front of it. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Eskimos were, or what I'm sorry, Alaskan natives, I don't think they were petitioning that company to, to no longer call them Eskimo pies. I don't think they truly even give a shit from what I've read. That company was like, you know what? Someone might say something. Let's call it something else quickly.
0: Exactly.
1: I have a lot of black friends who were tweeting, I don't give a fuck about Aunt Jemima, okay? Can we fucking just get, like, can we have police not target us? Let's focus on that. I can give a shit about syrup.
0: It's a distraction.
1: And then on the flip side of that, I've got fucking white idiot friends of mine. And yes, if you're listening, I'm calling you specifically a fucking idiot. You don't even buy that syrup. I know people who are pissed off that Aunt Jemima won't be called Aunt Jemima anymore. And it's like, motherfucker, you buy Target brand syrup. Why do you give a shit that a company that you don't even support is changing its name? I I think You know why, dude? I know. I I was trying to wrap up the podcast, but then I'm reminded everyone hates change because it reminds us we're going to fucking die.
0: Yeah. You know? That is a good way to end it, though. That is a good way to end the podcast.
1: (laughs) We're all going to die. Keep listening to my podcast. Yeah. Um, Everyone follow Lindsay though she's got a great Twitch channel called Bake Stuff with yeah. Lindsay, right? It's just yeah. what it's called. Um,
0: yes, it is. I got a yeah. Patreon, everyone.
1: That's got about. Go support Joe's Patreon. Got hours of bonus material on there. Um, I've got a. I've got a few more things I got to put on, so I've been a little late. To I've had a problem with Patreon. I, I mean, this is for people who listen who are Patreon subscribers. If you're wondering why there hasn't been any posts the last couple of weeks, episode 100 of the podcast was a three and a half hour like shit show. And it's too big a file to upload on a Patreon. So I think now I have to like, I have to like cut it in half or do something like that. Right. And then, like, there's a couple sloppy parts of it that I'm like, eh, I'm fucking maybe I should delete this. Although it's on Patreon. If one of my Patreon friends wants to give me shit, I think I talk shit about a comedian on there. I don't like yeah. talk shit, but I'm like, I like them. I think their comedy sucks. I did one of those. Right. And I'm just like, fucking, I don't give a fuck. That stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah. You can't get canceled for that. There are people whose comedy sucks, and you could say that. It's okay. You yeah. know?
0: You're allowed to have an opinion about their comedy.
1: Fuck yeah. That doesn't mean I think they're bad people.
0: Exactly.
1: But I just don't want people. Oh, there's your cat. Lift your cat up, like Lion King style. Hey! What's your cat's name again?
0: Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. She's
1: you that. Sugar Bear. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for checking out uh, the Joe yeah. Killigan podcast. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. You guys are great. Bake Stuff with Lindsay on Twitch and on Instagram. Just search Bake Stuff with Lindsay. You guys are awesome.
0: Yay, thank you.